to feel great means you look great. To look great, we live in kind of, unfortunately, a superficial world. But I don't mean that like, it's nobody's fault that you pay attention to pretty things. It's, it's nobody's fault. Like, I don't think that you're superficial if you do pay attention to somebody that looks fantastic. They made an effort. They actually deserve to be looked at. They deserve to be complimented. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is MILF Podcast, the show where we talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, sexuality, and everything in between. I'm Jennifer Tracy, your host. Hi, episode 85. I mean, I feel like I say that every week. <laughs> like, like it's a big deal, whatever the number is, but it kind of is. And I'm just, I am just so honored to have gotten to 85 episodes with you guys Thank you to all my listeners and subscribers. I really, truly cherish each and every one of you. And just so you know, if you reach out to me on Instagram, I'm usually most active on Instagram. I always respond and I always love hearing from you. I love hearing what you liked about an episode, something that you know was really important or resonated with you. So thank you for reaching out. I love hearing from you guys and I always do respond. So here we are at the end of January, 2020. It's already been a fabulous start to the year for me and many people, I think. And I wanted to share a couple companies that I'm supporting and collaborating with. One is called Heyday, and it's this it's really amazing. It's basically like a skin gym. So they have facials. It's kind of like dry bar, but for facials. And I'm, I'm way big into facials and I I go, I get facials every month. So they invited me to get a facial and I went and it was lovely and beautiful and clean. And there was actually parking in front and my facialist was so sweet and precious and told me about my skin and the skincare she was using and what she recommended. And, and it's very affordable and you can find them on, you can check them out at heydayskincare.com or on any of the, and again, this is always in the show notes. So you can always look this up on the show notes for each episode for this episode. And they are giving us a discount of $10 off with the code HeyMilf10. That's pretty cute. Hey Milf 10. So you can mention that when you go in to any of their New York, Los Angeles, or Philly, Philadelphia uh, locations and get $10 off. So please enjoy that and treat yourself to a facial. It's really important to take good care of your skin. I have been really <laughs> trying to take good care of my skin since I was a teenager. And I have to thank my mom for that because she like really drilled that into my head, like take care of your skin, wear sunblock, don't sunbathe, which I do like to go sit in the sun and put my face in the sun a little bit sometimes because it feels good. And I don't know, there's conflicting information on that. Some, some people say, oh, you need vitamin D in your skin and you shouldn't have sunblock on, but whatever. I wear sunblock, but I also sit in the sun sometimes and it feels yummy. And I live in LA, so, you know, comes with the territory. So Heyday Skincare, beautiful company. I just love what they're doing and they're just really making it accessible. 
um, and easy. And their products were also really impressive. I'm kind of a product, I don't want to say I'm a product snob, but I, I guess I am. And their products were beautiful, like really, really wonderful. So check them out. And then the other company that I want to rave about is Go Methodology. So they're at gomethodology.com. They are a food delivery service, but unlike anyone I've, I've ever experienced before, I've not done a ton of food delivery services, but when they delivered me my box of food, I freaked out. I mean, it was phenomenal, phenomenal. So what they do is everything is gluten and dairy-free, no refined sugars. It's free from antibiotics, GMOs, and hormones, and truly just delicious. I think one of the meals I had was the short ribs. I love a good short rib. So it's not vegan for those of you that are looking for vegan, but you can curate your menu to be whatever you want. So, you know, and it's just beautiful. And they are offering you guys an exclusive 20% off with the code MILF20. If you're busy, if you are, you know, have a, I mean, I have a kid who's a picky eater. So what that means is generally that I'm making him you know, pasta, grilled cheese, chicken nuggets, although he doesn't eat that anymore, <laughs> pizza, those kinds of things. And so I end up eating that. And then I don't feel good because my body doesn't like to process that stuff. And I'm not getting vegetables because I won't end up cooking it. And so if I get something like this, that's already prepackaged. And, and let me tell you also, everything's in a jar. So it's in a glass jar. So it's totally sustainable. When you're a subscriber, they just take the same jars, they recycle them and reuse them. They give you fresh jars. And I loved that. But everything that's in there, if it needs to be heated up, you just put it, the whole thing in your pan with maybe a little bit of olive oil. You heat it up for 60 to 90 seconds and you're done. That is it. That is all the prep. I mean, to me, that's a dream come true. I can't, I'm, I'm like shaking my head in disbelief even now recording this for you guys. And it was just delicious, really, truly. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. So check them out, gomethodology.com, and use the code MILF20. So yeah, getting healthy, keeping our skin good, and we're going to look good in 2020. And here's why. Today's guest, <laughs> today's guest is my friend Gabby, who is beautiful and brilliant and I'm just so thrilled that she came onto the show. So Gabby Zaccaro was born, she, was, she spent her childhood living between LA and Italy. And she is a fashion genius. Gabby is the CEO and owner of Blue Clothing, which is a gorgeous boutique here on La Brea and 6th in Los Angeles. And she's owned it for, I want to say it's been in business for over just over 21 years which is a feat for any business, you know? But I met her because my friend Sherry, who's always impeccably dressed. I mean, Sherry's gorgeous. So like she could wear a paper sack, you know, a, what do they say? A burlap sack and rock it. But she, she doesn't. She always wears beautiful, beautiful clothing. And I remember thinking I should, uh, you know, I'm not, I've never been good at fashion. It's just not my thing. Even when I was in modeling, I was just like, I don't really care. I don't know. I'm just more comfortable in sweats. And especially after I had my son, I just kind of, you know, I still like, I liked to get new clothes once in a while, but the joy of shopping was gone for me. The joy of fashion was gone if there was any, you know, at one point. 
And I also just was never really good at it, never good at putting things together. And anyway, unfortunately, as many of you know, my, my, one of my dearest friends on earth passed away in October of 2018. And I was putting together her memorial service here in LA and I had literally nothing to wear. I had nothing to wear. I didn't even have a dress to wear. And I said, oh, okay, I better go. So I went to Blue. I walked in and Gabby was there and her colleagues were there. All Everyone who works there is amazing and very loving and you just feel like taken care of when you're in there. And I said, I told them what had happened and what I needed and it was such a pleasurable experience, even in this time of like deep grief that I was going through. And Gabby made me feel beautiful. And I found this absolutely gorgeous, really long floor length green dress with like gold flecks in it. And see, I'm not even good at describing fabric. It's just not my art form. But anyway, it's a dress that I've worn many times since, but I wore it because I knew that it would be something that my friend Kim would love. And it was colorful and beautiful, just like my friend was. But because of that, and because I was so well taken care of in that experience, I don't go shopping anywhere else when I need clothes. And I've been back several times. And now almost my entire wardrobe is from Gabby's store. And she's just a genius. And she just, I love her insight. And we've had like philosophical talks when I've been in there about dating, about sexuality, about motherhood, about feminism, about, I mean, all the things that go with, you know, my show and also women's fashion, women's clothing, women's style. So anyway, I am just so thrilled to bring you this interview. This interview is phenomenal. She's a phenomenal human being, phenomenal woman. And I'm so happy to share with you my interview with Gabby. I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, Gabby. Hi, Jen. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to Thank be here. Thank you so much for being here. I love it. And um, just for my listeners, I just got to watch Gabby like throw a smackdown on her employees because they fucked something up. Yeah. And it was like, I was actually like turned on by <laughs> I literally told them one hour ago to change something and they changed it and made it worse. Like, it's just so fun. But <laughs> it's daycare. It's not even, it's like you try to employ people, but you run a daycare. Well, it's, it's management. <sighs> and, but I, I, there's something so sexy about a, a woman just really taking charge because I know for me, I was raised to like be sweet all the time and like, fuck that shit. That shit does not work in the real world. It does not. And I remember the first time I saw a woman, I was in my twenties and I saw a woman like in her forties, like take charge of something. And I was like, Oh, that is sexy as hell. <laughs> I want to be that. And it took me years and years to evolve into that. But yeah, you're sexy as hell. Thank you, mama. <laughs> I wasn't raised like that. I was raised to speak my mind, say it. Like I, love that. I was super fortunate, like the best parents ever. So your family's Italian. Well, my dad's Italian. Okay. My mom's Russian Polish. Oh, that's but right. American Russian. Okay. She was the first generation. My brother and I are first generation on my dad's side. Okay. So we have basically immigrant family, and I do think it makes a difference. I remember um, years ago when I first opened Blue, the LA Weekly. Do you remember the LA Weekly? Of course, it was yeah, the best. It was really good. Um, they did this article on female entrepreneurs in their 20s, and every single one of us had immigrant parents. It was like crazy. Because, yeah, that's you guys had that um, chutzpah, the yeah, moxie. Like, yeah, and like a work ethic that, yeah. you know, they worked and we worked. Yeah. 
but they were still all about family. And, you know, it was just all, it was, it was all of it combined, like giving us the confidence to be able to do it. Like, I didn't think I could ever do anything but succeed. You know, like I just knew that and I was in my twenties and that's incredible. Yeah. I didn't even like, there wasn't an option. Where did you grow up? Here in Tarzana. In Tarzana. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And your family is still here? Yeah. We all know none of us moved. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. So how old were you when you opened Blue? 21. That's insane. Okay. So for our listeners who aren't in Los Angeles, Blue is literally the only place I will shop because I don't like shopping. And I need to go into a place where it's curated. And Gabby is a genius at this. Like I walked in the first time I came in to see you. And it was also, I was right after my friend died, I think. That was the first time I came in, maybe. And I was like, I have my friend died. I have a memorial. And also, like, I just went through a breakup. I think I can't remember. I think you were, like, back and forth with him at oh, that yes. point. Oh, yeah. yes. But you and your team just took such amazing care of me. And I felt just, I felt beautiful. And I felt like, oh, these are clothes that make me feel really special. And you just don't get that anywhere else. It's unfortunate that people don't. Like, first of all, you're coming into my store. You're spending money. And you deserve the service that we're providing. Like, it's not, it's so, when I go into a store, I remember years ago, I'm not going to say the store, who, what, it, what it is, but I was buying Dries Van Noten, which is very expensive yeah. for my boyfriend at the time. Wow. Okay, so I had a handful of very expensive clothing. Men's, I'm not trying them on. Nobody has to give me any attention. Yeah. They just have to ring me up, basically. And I remember, like, five or so employees standing around in a circle talking. And I was like, wow, this will never, ever, ever be my store. And I left the clothes and I went to Barney's and I bought my boyfriend clothes at Barney's where I got great service, which I'm so sad about Barney's. Can we, I, I just found out that Barney's is closing. I never really shopped at Barney's except for the makeup counters, but it is sad because they also had pretty good, nothing like you, but they had decent they had customer great service. Stuff. They had great customer service. Yeah. I mean, do you want me to like really get into it? We're going to have yeah. like, so I, sorry listeners who like to shop online, but we have an online store at my store and I get it. I get it for the people who are in the Midwest with no variety. And I get it for people who don't have access to the things that we sell. But if you have access to things, toy stores, bookshops, Get off your butt and go shop local. You need to support your communities if you want your community to stay around. Like, it's just the way it is. And people don't do it. They brag about how much they buy on Amazon. You are supporting absolute greed. Mm. And you're you're assisting in the demise of other businesses. You're assisting in the demise of your communities. And it just is so unfortunate. And that's what happens. Mm. And unfortunately, the department stores have really hurt themselves too because they've train their customers to shop on sale, giving friends and family, giving this, giving that. The it's, half yearly, the, you know, quarterly, I mean, yearly, that's or okay. whatever it Like is. the half yearly, you expect that. Like that's the European right. mentality. And that's what blue's always gone. We have two sales a year. We do 20% off for Black Friday week and we do 20% off for our anniversary month. That's it. That's all you're getting. <laughs> but you're getting the best service. You're getting the clothes that are way ahead of the game. You get to wear your clothes for years and years. I have more customers that tell me that they still have things in their wardrobe from 20 years ago. I have things in my wardrobe mm. from 20 years ago because they're, I, I don't follow the trends. 
were usually kind of a little bit ahead of the game, just be, not because of me, because of yes, my designers. Yes, because of you. No, well, my designers are amazing. They're really incredible designers. That. I'm gonna. Help, I'm just gonna give you props because yes, Thank you. it is because of you as well. But it's a yeah, team effort. Like for instance, Philip Lim, he, that man is three or four, five seasons ahead of everybody. Every single season, it's unbelievable, and you can't resist buying the clothing because it's so beautiful. Yeah. But by the time it becomes a trend, we're over it, you know, yeah. because we had it five seasons ago. Yeah. And that's because of Philip and his genius. He's a genius and he's a leader. I want to talk to you about something that I know that you're very passionate about because I know you. And we're both moms, obviously. This is moms I'd like to follow, as well as the other one, because, you know, yes, both. Right. <laughs> but, uh, Something that you shared with me in the multiple times that I've come into the store is how passionate you are about like women as we age, like we become, well, this, I'm using my own words, but fashion was something that I thought wasn't for me, honestly, until I came into your store. I was okay, like, well, have you guys seen her? Like <laughs> she looks exactly like Stop. Linda Evangelista. She's like five foot 11. And gorgeous. And I don't know if it's not for her, we should just all just off ourselves right now. Cause I, that's ridiculous. But I'm serious. Like I, I wore these knee high socks with this little shorts. I was like, I got a good look, a little cute because Gabby's coming over, but normally I'm just in like my sweats or my yoga pants or whatever. And I would go out like that. And then I met our mutual friend, Sherry, who's also head to toe in blue for years and years. And I was like, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? Where'd you, oh, blue, everything I own is from blue. You should go in, you should go in, you should go in. And it was, it wasn't until I had an occasion because I didn't feel like I could go in and spend money on fashion. Anyway, my point is once I started experiencing the customer service and experiencing the whole experience of feeling beautiful in fashion and different clothes that I would never pull off the rack because you guys are all, you and your team are so good at that. Like picking to something, a shape of something, a color, a pattern I wouldn't have picked for myself. And like the Samurai Warrior Mason dress that oh, I wore for amazing. my live show. I never would have, I was like, oh, I don't know, can I pull this off? And you said, that is, that's fucking inspiring. Like that's, that's Samurai goddess, you it know? Is. And people still talk to me about that dress that of night. Course. They're like, that dress, that dress. So, but women, you know, deserve to feel beautiful. And it doesn't mean you have to go out and spend a fortune on clothes. And oftentimes, like many of the brands that you carry are, in my opinion, very affordable and you can build, you know, several set pieces and build around that. But what do you have to say about this idea that it's not even an idea. It's almost like a cultural thing. And it's part of why I started the podcast of like, it's true. We do have kids. It's hard to have a kid, especially if your partner isn't pulling their weight or whatever. And then you just start to kind of just wear sweat pants all the time. And it's depressing. It's, it, it, it is very depressing. It's depressing to see also, like you see these stunning, you know, you see beautiful. I, first of all, I see everybody as beautiful. I don't see, unless you're ugly on the inside, I can find your beauty anywhere. I, it's true. And I, it's sad because it takes the same amount of time to put on sweatpants as it does a beautiful dress. In fact, it takes less time to put on a pretty dress, yes. a pretty, with a pair of cute slides, or even if you flip-flops, whatever, yeah. and feel beautiful. It, it takes less time. Quite frankly, it's more comfortable. I'm wearing pants. I think you own part, like maybe the jumpsuiter of these pants or a I version of these. I have and I have the cream color yeah. of those. Yeah, so I'm wearing a pair of pants that are far more comfortable than leggings, yoga pants, or sweats right now that are so fashionable. And 
yeah, I'm wearing high heels, but you don't have to wear high heels. You can wear yeah. cute flats, funky yeah. boots, whatever. I just think it takes the same amount of time. Also slap on a little bit of lip gloss and some mascara and go. Like to feel great means you look great. To look great, and we live in kind of unfortunately a superficial world. But I don't mean that like it's nobody's fault that you pay attention to pretty things. It's it's nobody's fault. Like I don't think that you're superficial if you do pay attention to somebody that looks fantastic. They made an effort. They actually deserve to be looked at. They deserve to be complimented, you know? And I think that making the effort just makes you feel better about yourself and just overall, when you feel better, you act better, you are better. It's just I don't know. I just think there's no other option. My grandmother's 94 years old and she still wears cinch belts and her hair is still dark brown. Oh my God. You know, like she's amazing. And I just, she would never leave the house without getting her hair done. She would never, she lives in Italy. She's amazing. She's extraordinary and she's really beautiful. And my other grandmother on my mom's side died at 86 years old in Chanel, head to toe and high heels. And she was a blonde. It's in your blood. <laughs> you know, like, but it's just, it's just, they cared. Yeah. And I think it's more current. Yeah. It's a more current mentality to stop caring, which is really weird because women are so much more evolved now and they're so much stronger. And then they just kind of throw themselves out, you know? Well, do you think that it's like a two-parter that it's like... Oh, F the, you know, I don't know why I said F, we curse on the show. Fuck the patriarchy kind of mentality, like that, like to the, to the extreme of like, I'm going to throw away, there's this idea that like throwing away the feminine part, which is, you know, wearing feminine things. These are things that I've heard people say, women say that number one number. And I forgot what number two is because I think I have ADHD just like my son. But um, back to your point, do you think it's that coupled with that people do everything online and there's just this isolation of like, you know, you're not going out to Whole Foods. You're having it prime delivered, myself included, to the house. You're not going out to such and such. So I don't know. So then when it comes time to make the effort, it's like they forgot. Well, I think that I think that's a problem in itself. Like I think everybody needs to get out. I think yeah. that people need we're teaching our children. Like I teach my child. I before I got here, I was 15 minutes late, I'm sorry, but I was setting up if you look at my phone three different play dates for this week for him. And that's a priority. He needs to play and he yeah. needs to be social, but so do we. Yeah, We need to play and we need to be social. And I'm not going to set that example for my child ever. Mm. And I don't think any of us should. We, you know, it's a very isolated, like these, I've talked to these young girls in their twenties and stuff and everything's online. They don't know how to talk to guys anymore. They don't know how to, and I don't want to see that happen to my 40 year old friends. Yeah. Like I don't want them to, you know, I have a lot of single girlfriends. I want them to be able to go out and talk and be social. And yeah. I think, I think that we need to stop all of that. I yeah. think it's not working for society. Yeah. So if that's the reason, yeah, but you're not really caring across the board if you're just staying in your house. Yeah. Like absolutely. it's, it's a much larger problem. You know, like, I don't know. I support my local community. Like I said, I like to be social. I love my friends. I love going to dinners with my friends. In that, we support the local restaurants. We, you know, it's just like, and I love to have the one-on-one time with them. And yeah, I'm tired the next day because I have to get up and work. And I had a couple cocktails, but guess what? It was worth it. Yeah. And we'll all sleep when we're dead. I actually love that. It's true. Because, I will not sleep yeah. until I'm dead. I'm certain of it. <laughs> you said before we hit record, you're like, I don't have time because you're getting over a cold. 
But you showed up anyway, which I have to say is again, just like your work ethic. You're like, no, we're doing this. But you said, I don't have time for sleep and I don't have time for, what was the other I'm thing? Not, I don't have time to be sick and I don't have time for sleep. I don't have time for anything, <laughs> but like, honestly, like if you knew my days, you would be like, okay, you don't, I don't. Yeah. I keep myself really very, very social. I have my amazing husband who I love. I have my amazing child. I have my amazing business. My friends, I can't like throw them out. Like they are my sisters, you know, and I just have to keep going until, you know, I have employees that are really for the most part amazing. (laughs) And sometimes it's daycare, but for the most part, they're pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So at one point when I was shopping there, you said it was either the CIA or fashion for me. It's true. <laughs> and now it's that I true. know that you, yeah, you might still join the CIA. Yeah, you never, you never know. know. Like right now, like <laughs> it's hilarious. Cause now I'll talk about Robert Mercer and my, I'll start getting text, text messages from Slovenia and stuff. It's so weird. Every time I talk about Mercer, I have this girl right, right now who's working for me, who's amazing and she's adorable. And she's from Sweden supposedly, but her accent's not Swedish. And she has like three passports. So I'm I'm convinced that Robert Mercer sent her to me. <laughs> to <laughs> spy to on me. You? No, to spy on oh me. Oh my God. But I, I keep telling her I'm going to make her a double agent. She's going to fall in love with me in blue and fashion. And she's going to turn on him. I love it. That is hilarious. <laughs> and the Russians. Yeah, no, for sure. I can't stand the bad guys. I can't stand them. And I want to make, I, I believe in justice. And I believe in... So yeah, I would have definitely, I was definitely interested in that and I love fashion, but fashion was easier. Were you, so were you always into fashion like always. as a child? Always. Yeah. When I was little, I wanted my, um, it's really weird and I don't want to put it out there. I mean, I do want to put it out there, but like I always, so when I was a child, I always said I was going to own a department store, but it was for children and it was children's, there was going to be children's clothing. There was going to be toy stores. There was going to be soda fountain shops. There was going to be kids movie theaters. So I had said that I was going to do this when I was very little, like five or six or seven. And, but as I got older and, you know, when I started making vision boards in my twenties and stuff, I always on all of my vision boards, if you see them, it's so funny. I have Barney's on all of them, but I put blues, my logo in front of their name on everything. It's like, maybe I put Barney's out of business. <laughs> I love it. Oh my I didn't God. mean to, so but fantastic. I mean, okay. If we, if I end up owning Barney's, we know I did it, but it was not intentional. <laughs> it was not intentional. So how did you decide to open a store? I always wanted to. Um, so I worked for Ron Blair from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. He actually, I, oh God, I don't know if I can say this. I guess I could. He married a groupie. Okay. <laughs> I love you, Liz. Sorry. <laughs> they ended up getting divorced, but they were in the swimwear business. Her family was a swimwear business. And Ron got the shop for whatever reason in the divorce. And every week he would come back. Like every week I was a teenager and I was working for him. And every week he would come and he would give me a quarter raise because I could literally sell Oprah like a thong bikini. <laughs> Like he was like, how do you do this? I need to see that happen. (laughs) And I loved it. I always wanted to, I always wanted to like keep going and teach me how to make the bathing suits, teach me how to do this, teach me how to do that, teach me how to do that. By the time I was 17, he would let me come on buying trips. And so it was really cool. He was really awesome. He's back. He was back in Tom Petty and he's still in some band that's kind of like a, until Tom passed. But um, really cool. I always say it's because of how he treated me and what he taught mm. me at such a young age. And then I went on to another store called Body, and I was there for a few years, and they were awesome. And then I opened Tom Mark with Tom, 
and we had a huge fight and Tom the ego and Philip Block egos were going crazy it was on ETV like Tom threw a sandwich across the store or whatever and I left (laughs) and I was freaking out because I made a lot of money for a a young girl and you were 20 right? yeah I was very young and I was freaking out I was just 21 because um it happened the week before Thanksgiving oh it happened like this week wow 20 22 years ago because Blue will be open 22 years this year coming. February is 22 years of my lease. And so it happened 22 years ago this week. And I found out I was devastated. I didn't know what I was going to do. But I had my pride. And like he had called me and he demoted me. And I said, I'm not coming back. It doesn't matter. And then called me an hour later. I'm going to promote you. And I'm like, I'm never coming back. And it didn't matter how much money I made. I didn't care. I couldn't go back. And I, we had Thanksgiving with my family and my uncle said, I want to take you to lunch next day. And he offered to open the store for me. And I was all on board and my mom, so my mom grew up, my grandfather had invented detergent and whatever. And she was just terrible with money. And she got suckered in the divorce with my dad and just, you know, gave him everything and just it was just a bad situation. And, but she was fine, but not great financially. And she wanted to invest. And Uncle Murray said no. This was her brother-in-law. It's my, her sister's husband. And he said no. And I was kind of heartbroken and like really torn. And anyway, she's like, go forward, go forward. And then like we were signing the lease in February. And um, the day before we were signing the lease, Uncle Murray called me. And my cousins were upset that he was investing who I'm very close to my cousins, but they were just upset. So I was heartbroken. I was sick. I couldn't get out of bed. I'd done so much work to find this location. I wasn't working because I was preparing for the store. And my mom took out a second on her house and gave me all the money. But it what not only was it just so incredible because my mom did that for me because she was so the best, but also it helped her. My mom was making hand over fist for years. For years. She was terrible with it. Like... <laughs> She had a house that she redid constantly, like new hardwood floors. I'm like, they're a year and a half old. <laughs> oh my god! Like constantly painting the outside of the house every other year. I'm like, oh. mom, redoing bathrooms from like, but whatever. It didn't matter. It yeah. made her happy. Yeah. And she was able to do it because she invested in me. It was wow. just very beautiful and poetic. That's incredible. Yeah. It was awesome. And I'm so, it worked out perfectly. Everything works out perfectly. Everything works out perfectly wow. always. I love that story. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. And so now you're coming up in 22 years in yeah. the store. Yeah. Same and location. You, and you have a seven-year-old? I have an eight-year-old. He's eight-year-old. Eight. Yeah. He's magical. And how do you balance running this company 24-7 and all the rest? Well, I... I mean, you don't it's sleep. It's a lot. I don't sleep. That. I eat, unfortunately. I wish I could cut out eating. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Wouldn't that be so awesome? Well, you can. It's called anorexia. I know. I know. And I think, well, no, I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say? No, 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 no. Yeah, we'll get in trouble to hate us. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know why people knock it. No, I'm joking. I'm so joking. I'm joking. It's sick. I have a really sick sense of humor. And I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Anyway, um, I just, you know, I for I work out in the morning. Fred takes Mars to school. So we get up together. We do breakfast. We do whatever we're going to do. It's usually cuddling in bed, watching a show while he eats breakfast. Then Fred takes him to school and I go to workouts. 
And then because I own my own business, I'm able to pick them up every day from school. So I pick them up. We have the best nanny on the planet. And then Mars is very busy. Like I said, I'm really into him being social and very busy. I mean, I let him choose. I wish he would be less busy, but I don't work Mondays. So I take, I pick him up. We usually go to like Sam's Bagels on Largemont, do his homework, and then we go to Guitar. And then we go to Air One Marketing and spend the night, you know, just do whatever. He also, I've never given him, he's kind of like Fred and I, he's a night owl, so he's up late. So fortunately, I get to spend a lot of time with him because he is up late. He's like, we are, and I don't force it. He's getting enough sleep. He's healthy. He's fine. Tuesdays, I pick him up from school. Then he has tennis and he has soccer. Now soccer's over, so. And then Wednesdays, I pick him up from school. He has Taekwondo. Thursdays, he has another Taekwondo. Friday, and then he has play dates also and the tremendous amount of homework. But he also is like me. He could do it all also. Yeah. He can. When I get home from work, we do his homework together and or study for tests. Often he does like his, he's really good at math. So he finishes his math quickly before I get home. But we will study like history or science together. And he's great at spelling. So he gets that done on his own. And we just like hang out. Like, but he, totally ditched me for his friends already at eight. Like, Well, that just starts to happen, which is, it's a healthy thing. But I tell him he's a of, user. Yeah. Like the minute his friends leave from a play date, he's like, mama, I miss you. <laughs> and he calls me, come home. I'm like, would you want me home if your friends were still here? And I'm like, he's like, no. And I'm like, well, then you're a user. Use me. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants me. He wants me when he's bored. Yeah. But he's amazing. Yeah. He's incredible. And I feel very fortunate. He's a good boy. That's I'm really awesome. lucky. So we figure it out. You know, my parents worked. There's sometimes I feel guilty because I realize now he's eight years old and I'm really busy and I'm working a lot. But I think he's good. Like, I think he's super healthy. And like I said, he doesn't want me around all the time. Yeah. He wants to be with his friends. Yeah. And when he wants me, I'm there. Yeah. You know? Well, and like you said earlier, you're modeling this for him so that when he comes time to start working, he will never doubt that he can do it because he will have seen both his parents do it. Right. And he'll respect women. He Amen. really, you know, he will. He, he thinks I'm a powerhouse. It was really funny when he first, so I had this one nanny when he was first little, when he was little and she was a hermit. She kind of likes to stay in the house, but it worked out perfectly. It was very good because it was, he was new. He was a preemie, but he was very shy. And I think a lot of that was because his nanny liked to stay in a lot and stuff. And then when he was but he, also in the beginning, like the first year he came to work with me, he just came every day. Then when I, when he was a year, she worked three days a week. And then when he was two going to preschool, she worked five days, but they would still come to my store every day, whatever. I was with him all the time. And then when he was three, we hired her Linda because our nanny went through something like it was scary. It was like a scary time she was going through. I think like maybe it was menopause. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but it freaked me out. And it was like at that same time where the nanny killed the kids in the bathtub. I was like, Oh God, we got to change. I don't know about that. Like it was horrible. And I was like, something's going on with her emotionally. She needs to go. It freaked me out. But anyway, we got her Linda who is, she's going to college with Mars. So am I, (laughs) we're both going to college with Mars. If you've asked Mars since he was two, what happens if your mom doesn't like your wife? He'll say, my wife will go to Mexico and never come back. He'll still tell you that. (laughs) Because I have two brothers who married absolute assholes, pieces of shit. And my son will not marry a piece of shit. Like, no. 
shallow grave in Mexico. I'm I'm recording this. <laughs> I don't know if you would have been in the CIA or had your own mafia. I can't Whatever. Either. Same, CIA, same. same thing. They're the same thing, right? <laughs> shallow grave in Mexico. Seriously. <laughs> All the vultures will eat her body. I don't care. My brother is married disasters. Oh, my God. Well, it's a good thing you at least haven't thought about it. <laughs> never. <laughs> just never. Kidding. What I would do if Mars married anything like them. He won't. He won't. He'll marry no. someone just like you. He will. He'll marry somebody great. Yeah. It's crazy, though, because my mom's amazing. It was just really weird that my brother's... Thankfully, they're both divorced, happily divorced, but weird. Yeah. But anyway, we got her Linda, and her Linda's just, she's incredibly magical, and I just am very blessed that I have her, but when he, he when she first started working for us, like, she takes him out constantly. She's very social. She's friends with all the nannies, and she's amazing, and he told her that she had to wear high heels and makeup to work, <laughs> <laughs> and dresses. He was three. <laughs> He's just calling it like it is. He's like, why don't you wear makeup, high heels, and dresses to work? I want you to wear that, he tells her. <laughs> what was her response? She laughs. She loves him. She loves him. Aww. They're so close. That's so sweet. I yeah, they're that. really close. So I'm really lucky. And then it all works out. Like I said, it all works out. Like people are always frightened of having children or frightened. It just always works out, doesn't it? Well, so yes. And, you know, I was, my next point was going to be that you often talk about your husband. He's the best. And how, what a great relationship you guys have. And I think that's key to have a partner that like you can co-parent with, co, you know, you're, cause you're running a business in your home. I mean, you're not your business, but you're running your business blue and then right. the business of the home, right. you know, and plus you have to find time for romance and like, right. you know, that can be really challenging, particularly if one or both parties have a career that's incredibly demanding, which was the case with my ex-husband. Um, but how do you guys make time? I mean, speaking of time, so you don't have time to be sick or um, sleep no. <laughs> and you do all these other things and you've built this beautiful life, rich, rich life. How do you make time for your marriage? Well, okay. Well, first of all, Mars is still in our bed. So... <laughs> Day sex is all we got. <laughs> and that's when it happens. Like, and the, But I actually like morning sex. Oh, like, definitely. It's like my favorite. I don't like doing it at night because it wakes me up. It's not, it's, it doesn't wake me up necessarily, but I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm like, a, like I, I want it to be sexy. I want it, I don't want it after a whole day of work where yeah. I'm tired and, yeah. you know, it's sexy in the morning. Yes. So we have morning sex, um, which is great. <laughs> and then we... We're very, we're, we have a great community at our school too. So it's very social. We, we're, we're forced to go on dates a lot because everyone's pretty social in our school, in our community. We do like family things on Sundays with other families. One of my best girlfriends, she has a family. Uh, the kids are a few weeks older than Mars. So we're with them a lot. Like we're, we're just together a lot. Yeah. And I don't know. Fred's my best friend. Like he's so awesome. He's easy on the eyes too. He's hot, which that, that also is a point that I wanted to make. Like, I think like that whole feminist thing, like throw it out. I don't care. That's empowering. Well, do you want your husband to like grow man boobs? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it pisses me off when women say that, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want my husband to have tits, yeah. you know, like, so it's okay to be feminine. <laughs> I, it's true. Like you look at some of these men who are aging, who are kind of on their own and their hair gets a little long and they grow tits and it's like not hot. 
And I don't want that to happen to my husband. So why should we not be beautiful and feminine for them? You know, it bugs me when women say that. That's I hate so it. Funny. It's true though. It's true. Or fine, they're not going to get tits, but they get a belly or whatever or hips. Or both. Or, you know, a man with hips. That's hot. That's so hot. You know what I mean? Wait, how did you guys meet and how long have you been married? We met at Lola's. We've been together 11 years. Lola's on Beverly? Yeah. No, no. On Fairfax. Do you remember that? Oh my God. Yeah. The drink place. Yeah. He was wearing the ugliest jeans you've ever seen. They were like Rock and Republics and they had like oh, the flap over no. pockets. And I was like, so we met in the bathroom line and we started talking and he, it's now Isabel is what yes, it is yes. now. So um, we started talking in the bathroom line. I was there for my friend Corey's birthday. He was there for a birthday. He asked to buy me a drink and... He was so cute. And I said, yes. And we sat down and then he went to go get another drink. And that's when I saw the pockets on his jeans. I'm like, shit, can I get past this? <laughs> then he comes back with a chocolate martini. And I'm like, well, maybe I really can't get past any of this. Like, why is he drinking a chocolate martini? <laughs> oh my God, I didn't orders, even know that was a thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who orders a chocolate martini? But he loves sugar. I get it. He's so good. He's so good. He is such a saint. Like, I swear like a sailor. He doesn't say a bad word. He won't even say damn. Like, he says darn. Um, he is such good people. And I have so much respect for him. Like, he amazes me how good he is. Mm. And talk about hands-on. Like, like I'm. he enjoys, like, going to the school things and doing the school thing. I don't really love it. Like, I love my school, the school friends and stuff. But I don't, I'm not going to pretend I love, like, volunteering at our school and all that. I don't. Yeah. Um, I'm busy. I have a job. And if I didn't, I would probably like it more, but I'm busy. So yeah. it's, it's kind of more of a, it's a pain in my ass. Yeah. But, um, he loves it. Like, and he loves, it's like, I think he's kind of reliving his childhood with Mars a little bit, like in a good way, not in a bad way. He grew up on a farm in Minnesota, so he didn't have this Aww. big community Urban. and big, yeah, you know, fun. I grew up out here. I went to public school. So I had what Mars has, even though he does go to private school, but he, it's a large class. There's 35 kids in his class. And, Fred loves it. So he's really like, he takes him to his tennis. He takes him to his Taekwondo. He'll, it was really funny. Fred was like spinning with the moms for a while. I'm like, it's kind of weird that you're taking spin with the moms. <laughs> and they're all probably drooling over him. No, in I the think, meantime. I mean, they just love him. Like, I think oh, that sweet. they love him. He's just friendly with everybody. And, you know, he's hot. I mean, I, I don't think that they don't think he's cute, but, but he's just their friend too. You know, yeah. he's cool. That's so nice. Um, but it's easier for me. Because I do have someone who helps me that much. It is. And it would be really difficult if I didn't. I would make it work, but it would be harder. Yeah. It is easier. Pick a mate that is good. Yeah, like, it's huge. It's huge. It's so important. But yeah. it wasn't an option for me just because of my childhood. You know, like growing up, like my dad loved his children, but he was such an asshole husband. Mm. And, you know, when my mom died, it's a crazy long story, but she basically came, she died and came back for three weeks. It's a long, insane story. But in those three weeks, she got to tell me how much she loved her life and how she had no regrets and how she chose my father because they did go out and they had a big circle of friends. And my mom liked to have the good time over loyalty wasn't as important to her. You know, commitment and loyalty is very important to me. It's a deal breaker. And time. I understand why you struggled in your relationship. Like yeah. if you're just put on the back burner, that's no fun. Yeah. yeah. You know? So Fred will put me on the back burner just just like any other man. I mean, listen, well, you we have, have to boys. balance. Yeah, and you no, have to balance. If I don't just chap his ass a little bit, 
Last night, I'm like, oh, great. You went to archery, then went to work. I'm homesick. Yeah. And of course, he came hauling ass home. He got home in like 15 minutes because he yeah. was, didn't want, you know. Yeah. But I wasn't mad. We weren't fighting. Yeah. He just knew I was annoyed. Yeah. But I think that all men, including our children, our sons, they're, you know, a little bit on the short bus. Yeah. You have to kind of lead the way. <laughs> a little bit on the short They bus. are. It's oh like you God. have to lead the way. Oh, my God. It's true. I remember when I got married to my husband, obviously. I don't know why I had to explain. I got married to my husband. Um, the man that married us, who recently passed away, was at 96, I think, 95 or 96, was my husband's mentor for many, many years. And... You know, we had become very close, he and I as well. And he said to me, leaned over and he said, he's like a dog. You got to train him like a puppy. It's true. <laughs> and God, I mean, it's so true. It's true. And it's it's a lot of our responsibility. Like, yeah. I think that how you're treated, it's whether you accept things or not. Absolutely, and I think yeah. that, you know, we all, like, there's so many people that decide to be victims and things when you just volunteered it, you know, like stand up and ask for what you want. Yeah. And there are no options. Yeah. Get what you want. I remember a girlfriend of mine told me when her, she and her boyfriend, husband now, and they have a kid, but they started dating and he brought her flowers from Ralph's. <laughs> she said she cried and she threw them at him. She True. was like, go back out like do not ever give me flowers, flowers from, from Ralph's and he'll never forget and never he'll never forget. buy her flowers from Ralph's. Fred says I don't remember saying this to him but I think on our third date I had this 17 year old whippet he was my love my first son George Aww. and um Fred came to the house and George came downstairs and he said oh my gosh he's still intact he still has his balls and I'm like and I apparently Fred tells the story over and over again I looked at him and I said well I told him if he behaved he got to keep them <laughs> and Fred got the message loud and clear. <laughs> that was when he knew he you were going to be his wife. He told me he knew at Lola's. Aww. He knew from the get-go. So to kind of wrap this part, and then we'll get into our fun questions. Okay. What's anything new for 2020? Like more of, more of blue, more of continuing? Everything. You know? yeah. I mean... Listen, I meditate every day. I have lots and lots of goals. I know I have to consult. I consult for free all the time and I just have to do it. Like I, I can see so clearly. I can see with the department stores. I can see with the designers. I can see with clothing stores, retail shops, anything customer service, where it's good and where it's not. And I know I can help a lot of people doing it. And I just have to do it. Like it's something yeah. I have to do. I've known for years. Fred has like an idea too that he wants me to do this other idea that is consulting also like in the marijuana business. Like the problem is like all these weed shops, like what's happening now, they're just kind of ghetto. And if they made yeah. them beautiful and totally amazing, yeah. people would come and feel comfortable. Yeah. So there's a lot of things. I don't smoke weed, but I can still see why. Yeah, or, it's marketing. Yeah. yeah. Somebody gave me my, they're like, what are you an old lady at my birthday? Like a joint, but it looked like a cigarette and it was, and I go, what is this? A weed cigarette? And they're like, what are you? <laughs> a weed cigarette. I'm like, whatever it is. It's pretty. Like my, when I smoked weed, it was like a joint, like that yeah. I rolled with yeah. papers. Yeah. Messy. It was a, a disaster. Yeah. Or like some weird bong in college. You know, whatever. Know. Yeah. yeah. Anything that you could make it. Like yeah. the Coke can was mine. Yeah. The Diet Coke can. <laughs> totally. The totally. apple. The apple. You know. Oh my God. Right? I know. 
Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't drink or smoke, as you know, or smoke weed. Sometimes I smoke a cigarette, but like, I even love that, I, haven't. Oh, I would do that forever if I could. It just, I can't anymore. Like I get a bad headache and I just, and it's also really bad for your skin. It's terrible for us. Like I just don't want to die. That's so that's the only vain. reason I don't yeah. do it. <laughs> the only reason, reason I don't do it is I don't want to die, but I, I think nicotine is the greatest drug that exists. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. It is. And I love it. This has been a PSA for <laughs> smoking and anorexia, just so you guys know. We're behind both. <laughs> Whatever works. Hey, when I was modeling in New York for five seconds, those were the two things. Yeah, that and cocaine. Cigarettes. I never did cocaine because I was too afraid. Right. Because I knew deep down, I was like, if I start that, I'm never going to stop. Really? I oh. just knew it. And, um, but yeah. Anorexia and cigarettes, that's pretty much how you do it. Yeah. Ask Kate Moss. Oh. <laughs> I mean, well, she did cocaine too. Yeah, she Unfortunately, did, she, she got caught. Cover of mag- lots of magazines. Oh, God. She got caught. Okay. We're going to wrap with the three questions I ask every guest and then a lightning round of questions. What do you think about Gabby when you hear the word love? I think um, peace and happiness. I think that self love. I think just, I think that, I think it's the most important feeling that you could possibly feel all the way around to love others, to love yourself. I think loving yourself, you treat others better, you know, I don't know. I think love is really important. I think it's the most important. Mm. If you could live anywhere in the world other than where you're living now, where would you live? I mean, I, my family's in the South of Italy and I love Italy. I do love it. Except for I would follow the summer. I'd have to follow the summer. So I guess on a yacht that just cruised around the world and followed the summer. Yes. Oh, my God. That is such right? a good answer. It's true. Because you just did point the toe. Because <laughs> I got really excited. <laughs> I just pointed the toe on that answer. Oh, my God. That's such a good answer. How do you define serenity? Um... You know, just kind of having everything in its place. Like you could have absolute chaos going on. Not chaos, because I think chaos is actually bad. Um, you could have a ton going on, but if it's all good and if you, it's kind of like in vibration with you, it, that's serenity. Like there, I will be so busy, but when it's all good busy, mm. it feels so good. Mm. You know, when my family's good, when my business is good, when my friends are good, when I'm good, it just feels great. Like that's serenity to me. Yeah. I love that answer because I think oftentimes we think of it as like me meditating on a mountaintop, like with no distractions, (laughs) like that's serenity. And it's like, you can have serenity in the middle of life going on. And I also think like I meditate a couple hours a day. I meditate every morning and every night. And I, that's like when my mind's the most chaotic often. Yeah. You know, it's like when I'm really kind of like trying to reel everything in, I just think that actually the benefits of my meditation are what make me serene. Mm, I love that. Okay. Lightning round. Okay. Fireside or Oceanside? Ocean. Favorite junk food? Oh gosh. Oreos. <laughs> Ooh. Do you take them apart and eat them? Yeah, totally. Oh, God, so good. Do you like theme parks? No, I like I hate Disneyland. I'm more of a Magic Mountain any day. Oh, uh, daytime sex or nighttime sex? Daytime. Shower or bathtub? Shower. On a scale of one to ten, how good are you at making lasagna? Oh, pretty good, like nine. Oh yeah, I love lasagna. What is your biggest pet peeve? 
Um, dishonesty. Um, millennials. Millennials. <laughs> millennials are your biggest yeah. pet peeves. Millennials. <laughs> I like millennials. <laughs> I love you so Seriously, much. it's a generation that needs to go away oh or get God. their shit together. <laughs> Seriously. Superpower choice. Invisibility, ability to fly, or super strength? Super strength. Would you rather have a cat tail or cat ears? Cat ears. What was the name of your first pet? Cognac. What was the name of the street you grew up on? Delano. So your poor name is Cognac Delano. Oh, hot. Cognac <laughs> so Delano. So good. <laughs> so good. Sounds like more of like a, like a, what was his name? The, the blonde hair Italian guy on cover of all those romance novels. Fabio. Fabio. It's like, I'm dating Cognac Delano. <laughs> he owns several businesses. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. Gabby, I love you so much. Love Thank you. you. So fun. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Gabby. Just a quick reminder to check out Heyday Skincare and use the code HeyMilf10. And go methodology and use the code MILF20. I promise you will be so happy that you did. And also, I just wanted to mention that, you know, I don't talk about this on the show very much, but I do have my website. So there's milfpodcast.com for all things MILF podcast related, but there's jennifertracy.com if you want to know more about my writing teaching, my writing coaching. I do one on one, I have some fabulous online courses that are all self-paced. They're very affordable because I really believe that you need that extra accountability and push. I highly recommend if you want to do the courses, doing them with a group of friends because it's way more fun and you do have that accountability. If you say, hey, we're going to do this course, we're going to do it in seven weeks and we're going to meet every week, even if it's just on a conference call to go over stuff. Um, I mean, I prefer in person for everything that is possible, but so there's that there. I'm going to be announcing some live workshops that I'm going to be doing in Los Angeles and New York and I'm like that. So that's all at jennifertracy.com. You can also contact me through there. I think there's an email contact button. <laughs> I haven't looked at it in a while, but I know it's on there and you can always, as I said before, you can always message me on Instagram because I am on there a lot, probably too much, but I, I love connecting with you guys in that way and sharing my journey. My journey as a writer and as a mom and as a creator. So I love you guys. Keep going and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.